on last week's Irrevelations. So Deuteronomy 10, the second pair of tablets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I made an ark of acacia wood, hewed two tablets of stone like the first, and went up to the mountain having two tablets in my hand. Yeah. No, no you, you f***ing did, did it. it. All right. And now remember, you need to do all these things so that you don't get killed again wholesale. Wh- when did you learn craftsmanship? I thought you were like a prince and then a shepherd. He's like, shut your f***ing mouth. When the Lord your God enlarges your border as he has promised you. <laughs> God is killing them for literally just whining about not having food and water. And he's like, all right, we're going to get serious here in a minute. What the fuck does that mean? Circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no longer. Like, <laughs> I just find that cute. I'm getting mixed signals from the Bible, believe it or not. <laughs> and to anyone listening, if you're Jewish, and let's say you're listening to some kind of like, I don't know, podcast that's telling you to not worship God or like making you question your faith, you have to kill them. You've never used a uh, penguin as a fleshlight, clearly. Every chapter has, be sure to obey all my statutes and judgments, do what I say, do what I say, obey, give us your money. Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God, I am America. That's in the Bible. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Did you know, did you know that that's all they do at Best Buy, no matter what your problem is? They put it in a bag, bag of rice? Yeah. Uh, I've seen the, I've seen the uh, rice storage. The rice storage is just a 50-gallon. It's like a... It's like Scrooge McDuck. It's just a big old yeah, pile. Yeah, yeah, they just yeah. go, ah, and I throw it in there. <laughs> yep. That's fun. Doesn't matter what it is. Cell phones, car stereo, yeah, all of it. You know, I heard that's the same thing they do at uh, Hot Topic as well. <laughs> yeah, except it. You're like, hey, I, uh, I'm wearing this The Cure t-shirt, and I didn't get laid. And they're like, well, that must be broken. Let's throw it in this fucking pile of rice. <laughs> No, they don't use rice. They they cover whatever it is in glue and throw it into a, a big old vat of pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I just feel like that's what they would do at top, Hot that Topic. That is what they would do at Hot Topic. I've never been in one. I have a um, i i saw the peak this week. I saw the absolute oh, peak. The Hot Topic peak? No, no, just the peak. The peak. Uh, okay. Are you aware of the Keanu kid fiasco? Yeah, I don't care about him. All right, well, so to, to sum it up, this kid was like, I saw a video of uh, Keanu Reeves in uh, Cyberpunk 27, so it was like, I don't think he's a legend. And uh, a wave of hate chased him and, like, surrounded him in death threats, and people are, like, stalked, like sending the kid death threats and telling him to kill himself. It's like a like a 13-year-old kid. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I just, I just, mm, as much as I could eat of it as I could, because it's just, it's just a weird thing that a group of people who worship a guy because of his kindness, humility, morals, and sense of compassion and kindness also share none of those values and instead resort to atrocities in his own name. You just, you just never see that. Yeah, it, it almost reminds me of, you know, the stuff we're reading about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just never heard of people who worship a guy. They're like, he was so kind and humiliate, you know, and he just he just spoke about compassion and kindness. And if you say anything different, I'll fucking kill you. I've never you never seen well, that. That just never happens. I'll say that Keanu Reeves is a lot nicer than this god. So <laughs> already it doesn't really parallel. Yeah, you're I mean right. the Crusades are actually pretty tame compared to some of the shit we've been reading, so <laughs> Oh, like burning gaze at the stake, par for the course. Uh, light, light treachery is what happens. But speaking of hot topic and peaking, yeah. I have a hot topic that I've been peaking on this week. <laughs> okay. Did you see, it's just a small side note, did you see, so are you familiar with the book Good Omens? Uh, yeah, I feel like I know exactly what you're going to talk about. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was co-written by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Great book. I read it a while ago. They just made the show. And did you see? The, did you see that it's being like Christians uh, are petitioning Netflix to cancel it, even though it's on the <laughs> yeah. other one? That's pretty good. That's also that's also just peak internet. 
I think that's a great uh, Christian culture. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, well, stop it. <laughs> They're like, we're, we're, no, that's it. We're boycotting McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood the Christian boycotts. Like, my first experience of it was, like, Ellen, when it was, like, a bunch of people shredding their Disney, like, their uh, Mickey Mouse dolls and stuff. And they're like, oh, Disney's supporting gays. I can't support them. Blah, 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 you know? Yeah, when, I like that uh, Christians get angry that we don't want our senators or presidents or judges to be rapists. But then they're like, <laughs> then they're like, oh, I'm not going to Disney World because those people love who they want to love. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what was another good uh, Christian Do you know what their problem is? Their problem is consensual sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not on my watch. Um, uh, what was another good Christian protest? Uh, Pokemon. I told you about Pokemon that a while back. Pokemon was good. Pokemon. Uh, the Da Vinci Code, which I get, but fucking dumb. Like, oh, <laughs> someone wrote a book? Oh, no. Well, The Da Vinci Code does suck, so I hate that book. <laughs> the, Peak Tom like, Yeah, or even when it gets to this, uh, Ewan McGregor, right, is the, the like young pope that like uses a parachute to do some... It was insane. <laughs> I don't, I don't it was know. too much. Was That's that, like was the, that the later sequel? Movies. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That wasn't a movie. Yeah, that was like the third one. Okay. It got it jumped the shark. <laughs> so there's a Pope parachute scene. Okay. I, well, yeah. Now, now I'm excited. It's now how I'm he like it. he, it's how he tricks his way into the papacy. Uh, <laughs> McGregor. He like jumps out of an airplane and parachutes down on like the door of a car. It's insane. <laughs> it's like that doesn't even make sense. All right. Now, now I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, you should. Just for the gigs. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> It's so Christian culture, huh? Just good stuff. It's the, and then and then we're gonna save Chick Fil A, obviously. Obviously, obviously. It's Hash, uh, this is our last Chick-fil-A. Pride Month episode. Oh, have you had a good Pride Month? Um, no, I don't have a lot to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'd like to think of every month as my personal humility month. Oh right, uh-huh. yeah. But no, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that Pride Month is happening, and I am glad again that uh, well, by the time this episode airs, I'll be in Orlando celebrating Pride yeah, Month we'll, with you. We'll, we'll do some gay shit. Yeah, yeah, count on it. it. <laughs> It'll be fun. Uh, mm. I like, I like it. Uh, it's been fun. Good, 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 good. I still haven't made it to the big city, really. What Orlando? So I didn't or? get to see anything. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, we talked about this last time, I think, but, like, there's not really anything Pride Monthy in my little town. Oh. Uh, it's, it's subtle just, here. I mean, there's just a lot of gay flags and stuff like that. Which yeah, funny. but see, we don't have that. You know. I never... Uh, I'd have to go up to Austin. <laughs> San Antonio San Antonio is, like, it's a big city, so obviously it's a little more blue. Uh-huh. But it's, like, a lot of, like, Hispanic culture, yeah. which isn't... Which you don't get a lot. I mean, it's a lot of Catholicism, you know. Coming from a anti-gay. C- coming from a, a Hispanic culture, I can tell you, it's not always the most opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which well, I always thought I mean, was strange. Like Hispanic people are. It's like the Catholic ones that aren't. Oh, I think that's all. So really, it boils down to religion. I don't think there's a, non, think there's a non-Catholic sect of His- Hispanics out there. I think the younger ones. It's becoming more. Uh, I mean, that's just that's just the trend, you know. That's a, and then sure. and then you get old and you start grilling your meat in tinfoil and then you start going to Catholic mass. You know, it's just the way you do it. That makes sense. You got to justify yeah, you get all the kids. To, you go up to Austin and I'm sure it's a super Pride Monthy up there. Another one of my favorite Pride Month things is people getting pissed off about gays using the rainbow as their flag. Oh, oh, dude, I yeah. Oh yeah, that's my favorite. That, that's one I? of my favorite things. Is people getting <laughs> like the, the rainbow belongs to God. Give it back. Give it back. Tears in their eyes. The rainbow is for whenever God genocides us. Yeah, like excuse <laughs> you, but rainbows are because God agreed not to kill all of humanity. And like, oh yeah, again. Honestly, well, kind of does again. If I had again, to choose between yeah. two guys kissing or a flood that wipes out of all humanity, I'd rather the rainbow be the gay shit. That's what I like. Yeah, I'm. 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 If I had to choose between uh, gay marriage and genocide, I mean, you know, cast me out. I don't care who's listening. I'm gonna go with uh, gay marriage. That's that's my preferred option. Oh, love it. Yeah, that's my preferred option. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, I'm. The- I'm not always pro genocide, but in this instance, I'm gonna go the other way. You know. Sure. 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 Yeah. It's only fair. But I, I did some research because I saw that, you know, I think I sent you the meme that was like, wow, the the gays are co-opting the rainbow, which originally represented 
you know, God promising not to kill us all for something that the gays were doing. But I look back in the in Genesis, and there's absolutely no mention of homosexuality. Oh, there's zero. That didn't happen. Homosexuality. To, that didn't happen to Leviticus. So uh, horseshit. Well, I think. Oh, with Sodom, Sodom, kind of. Yeah, you can't take that away. But, but that's not. But they're not that, connected. It's just general wickedness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for all we know, they were eating unclean meat. There's no real reference to it, you know. What the church should do is give up on the rainbow, let the LGBTQ community have it, and instead adopt their own flag to represent the awesomeness of Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> <laughs> it can be like just a nuclear explosion on a flag. As you know, I'm all about uh, our Catholic memes. One of the uh, one of the worst subreddits. The worst place on the, the internet. Worst. It's worse than the Donald. But uh, it, it's weird the things that they'll just, um, I guess, just the general sort of agreed upon hypocrisy. Like, yeah, we don't care about that. That's something we're not going to. But <laughs> yeah. one of them. It's tradition. Shut up. It, it, it's a strange thing, and I know we've talked about it briefly in the past. But um, it was like uh, the guy being like, "Oh, if you're against gay marriage, then are you also against mixing fabrics?" And uh, eating pork and blah, blah, and everyone's like, boo, no one cares, all right? Those are abrogated laws, which then I had to go look up what the fuck abrogated means. What does it mean? Uh, repealed. Oh, but but basically okay. just like, yeah, we all talked about it, and we agreed we don't care about those, so we're not hypocrites. We just, we, 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 we repealed those laws from God. We don't, you know, we repealed them. We're the Catholic Church. We get to do that, right? We can choose which yeah, the Pope. laws we follow and which, which, which ones actually count. Like, yeah. One guy said that we don't have to worry about mixed fabrics, but gays are still bad. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. As long as, as, long as we all uh, agreed on it. <laughs> as long as we can all pick and choose which laws we like and which ones we don't, then it's all good. Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. that's There's Nothing hypocritical about that. Catholicism is the worst. It's abrogated, brah. Ugh. But, yeah, learned a lot. Learned Do you a lot. know what you don't see them doing? Mm. You don't see them canceling debts. <laughs> Oh, we're jumping right into it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking get into <laughs> it. Uh, so, uh, welcome, one and all, to the Irrevelations podcast, where we're reading the Bible, see you, you ain't gots to. I am Grant Voice, And I'm Cole Delusky. And we're on, what episode? Are we over the hill? Is this we're the big four, four zero? Four zero, yeah. Episode 40. I remember when my dad turned 40, and uh, he was sad the whole day. He was just sad. And I just was sitting there by about four zero, four zero. You're going to be dead soon, old man. <laughs> And I feel like I feel like every day of his life since then has been the exact same because of you. Yeah, he's real <laughs> like, quiet and, and sad these days. Well, I mean, no, just you. You're like a constant reminder of his mortality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that you are the stain that he's left upon this earth. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is my legacy. This is uh, <laughs> my my my. It's a it's it's a hard pill to My solve. grandfather <laughs> fled the Nazis for this. <laughs> well. Yeah. That's better than Barry. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so it's been great. Um, Sorry, sidetracked. Episode forty. We're starting off in Deuteronomy chapter fifteen. Correct. So we're like halfway ish through yeah, the book. I'm 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 hating it. I yeah, I, I know we've talked about this, but if ever there was like this is the service we provide. I, I I've been trying to think about like what I hope people get from this podcast. Not that I really care, but. I like, don't. Uh, like every now and then someone's like, oh man, I listen to the podcast. And I'm like, well, one, I'm just glad you learned about the Bible for my own selfish reasons. You know? Uh, sure. I, I, in some way, I feel like I'm spreading atheism by giving people the Bible. <laughs> like, in its own way. The irony of that. But, um, <laughs> hey, you know what they say? That light, uh, I feel like, light sanitizes things. Yeah, I feel like uh, us shining a light on the more obscure ones is kind of its own, its own little benefit. Uh, and Deuteronomy sure. definitely feels like one of the more obscure chapters. It's just not one that I feel like a lot of people, you know. I think. Well, yeah, because you don't need to, because we already read all this shit. It is pretty fucking uh, with very few exceptions. Uh, we, get, we get some interesting stuff. Yeah, in this we're we're going to be. I think. We're, we're going to be chewing through some meat today, and that'll yeah. be a lot of fun. So as I uh, joked earlier. We're starting out with chapter 15, which is all about canceling debts. Now, if you are an avid listener of the podcast, this probably sounds a little redundant, just like the rest of Deuteronomy has. Uh, because, yes, we already have gone over, I think, way back in Exodus. Jubilee year, yeah. Yeah, we've already gone over uh, the right of canceling debts, which is a common procedure in the Israelite culture this time. So, Well, let's... So let's Let's just fucking wrap it up and let's uh, zip through this. I got a couple of things on on Dute fifteen, but um, 
I have a, f- a fun thing. Too. All right, great. Yeah. So, so to sum it up, uh, if you don't remember, every seven years you shall grant a release of debts. This is only applying to Jews, Jew on Jew debt. Correct. Uh, that would include if someone sells themselves to you uh, as like a slave to pay off some debt or to work or whatever, or if you're like uh, a couple other things, a little nuances that they talk about. Like if you were to like rent a guy a house. Uh, they pay you rent, but in the seventh year, they basically get to live there for free. Like yeah. it's kind of a like their 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 definition of debt is kind of a, a mixed bag. It is strange, and it, it not only applies to um, like like you said, it, it it only applies rather to Israelites. So if you are dealing with some outsiders, if there's like some, a Moabite that somehow survived, I guess I don't know who else is around. <laughs> I think they kill everyone. Right. But yeah, you're allowed to uh you're allowed to If there's a bunch take... of ugly virgins that no one wanted from the spoils, then Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can still owe you money if they don't get circumcised. Right. One of the long-term effects I think of this policy of being allowed to uh give debt to outsiders is that once the Jewish diaspora ended up throughout Europe and they're giving out loans to uh the locals there, um, they ended up getting a lot of hate for that, which is, I think, mm-hmm. a, a lot of stereotypes of the Jewish people probably have something to do with this law and the way that people, outsiders, interpret it and saw it. And, like, that's how you end up getting pogroms and stuff. Yeah, and also control of the world's banks. Well, I was thinking, <laughs> see, and see what you did. You ruin everything. <laughs> uh, so, my until before we get into, like, the human capital part, uh, something that was pretty funny in this first section about debts that was that I picked up on. Mm-hmm. If you look in uh, verse 4, chapter 15, verse 4, it says, However, there need be no poor people among you. And then you look at verse 7, and it says, But if anyone is poor among you. So it's like, okay, so there doesn't need to be, but I guess God's saying, all right, but just in case there is. And then you get to verse 11, and it says, all right, there will always be poor people. Yeah, I thought that was funny. So, so yeah, to, to, yeah, to sum it up, it's like, as long as there are poor people, we will do this. And then it's also like, by the way, there will always be poor people. Like, okay, great. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, there doesn't need to be, but if there is, okay, there are. There are. They're uh, there. Uh, uh, but another thing is that, uh, let's see, uh, Deuteronomy 15.7 uh if there is among you a poor man of your brethren within any of the gates in your land which the Lord your God has given you, you shall not harden your heart, no shut, nor shut your hand from your poor brother, but you shall open your hand wide to him and willingly lend him sufficient for his need, whatever he needs. Um, and then it follows up with a threat. But hey, if you're like, oh, it's Jubilee year, I'm not going to lend that guy my fucking lawnmower. Last I'll ever fucking see it. Um, and you just you're tell him asshole. to you know, eat ass. Uh, then the uh, his cry out to the Lord against you, I will hear, and it will become a sin among you. This is why evangelical conservatives have such a high opinion of those on welfare. <laughs> <laughs> it stems from th- this is why they love welfare recipients yeah. and don't have any ill will towards yeah, them. Yeah, it's why they're so about like helping out the poor, you know. Yeah, and taking yeah, care yeah. of uh, our less fortunate brothers. It's an important. It's important, you know. It's the way they like to go on mission trips to tropical countries and enjoy uh, hanging out at the beach and don't really care about the inner city uh, <laughs> yeah. of their own yeah. states. Exactly. So. Um, Good stuff. Nothing wrong. Good Christian, nothing, wholesome nothing fun. Nothing wrong there. Uh, no. 15.10 and 15, through 11 just kind of covers some of the different things. Uh, basically, you just have to fucking do it. Um, the, and you have to be happy. Yeah, The poor will never cease from the land. Therefore, I command you, saying, you shall open your hand wide to your brother, to your poor, to your needy in your land. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that, you know. That's that's yeah. my that's my policy. It's like, oh, yeah, I have to pretend I'm, I have to help my the brother and the poor and the needy. Nah. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel poor a lot of the time, so maybe uh, it doesn't apply. As we continue, uh, it's the same old shit we've heard about con- uh, owning slaves. Um, yeah, the, the one thing they left out, so again, it, it tells the exact same bit almost from uh, what Leviticus or Exodus, I think, actually, when it originally mentioned this. But this time it says, it leaves out the part that if you become a slave and are given a wife by your master and have kids, the master gets to keep the kids. They don't mention that here. I think this is trying to sound a little more... Friendly. Well, maybe. Or just, again, just fucking wrong. Or they remember the wrong yeah. shit, you know. 
the worst cliff notes. Uh, but um, yeah, if you have a slave and he loves you, then you can put a fucking hole in his ear and he'll you'll keep him forever. Otherwise, you gotta let him go on Jubilee year. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. Law concerning firstborn animals give your firstborn to the priest. We've heard this like what eighty times by now. Yeah, a question or uh, yeah, a question occurred to me for the first time though. Even though we've heard this again a dozen times. Um, when it says a firstborn animal, does it mean the firstborn to the bull or to the cow? Because I'm imagining they're not monogamous. Maybe uh, they are. I would guess it's the cow. Yeah. Versus her, the her bull. first like womb. Yeah, that would make sense. Womb fruit. That would make sense just to like maximize profit from the people. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just thinking if a bull, a young bull, gets his first nut in some like old milf cow. Right. Okay. Like. Is that a firstborn technically because it's his firstborn? You know? I don't know. Uh, Who knows? <laughs> we'll have to ask God later. <laughs> we'll have to find out. All right. Uh, put, it, put it in the list. Um, okay, put it in the yeah. list of questions you'll have when you get to God. It'll be number like 40. I, yeah. Um, Whenever I meet put the Pope, I'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> we should plan a trip. Um, so uh, that's done for Do Army 15, right? Uh, just Thank God. Yeah. Shit. It was all old, old news. Yeah, old we news. Uh, Dude, speaking of old news, <laughs> again, I, I don't know. Dude, sixteen. Observe the month of Passover. I almost wonder <clears throat> if this is a review. Like, are we reviewing things, or did they write it in two different places because they didn't know about the other one? Like, that's good, that's I, I wonder question. if the people writing Deuteronomy thought this was like, oh, by the way, we should go over Passover. We haven't done that yet because it's just. It's just so Which is doubly much. weird. Yeah, like, why, why? Because you would expect, or as it's written, this is all Moses saying it. The only thing, the only reason it makes, so it makes sense that he's saying it twice. Because this is an entirely different generation of Israelites, right? So it makes sense that he's having to lay all this out again. Um, you would think that they would have been raised and educated to know all this. Um, but, again, it's been 40 years or whatever it's all these new kids or the adults now. He's giving them the same pass down that he gave their parents. Hopefully they don't fuck it up as bad. But why do you got to write it twice? That's obviously the big question because we already have it written. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys know what the fuck we're talking about. I, I feel like I feel like Deuteronomy is like that guy that had one good story like five years ago. And he just keeps retelling it. And he's like, yeah, remember that time we got out of Egypt? Like, yeah. I heard you like 80 times. Like, I know. Every time we <laughs> hang out, you're just looking for an opportunity to talk about Egypt. Yeah. He's got his Exodus varsity jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that at WW2. You're like, God, shut up, you old incontinent bitch. <laughs> but, <laughs> What's the incontinent? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Want, like, we got it. Egypt funny. sucks. God pulled the Jews out of there. Don't eat yeast. We, we got it. Thank you. Again. Can, yeah. we, can we go to fucking Canaan now? <laughs> Uh, so we talk about Passover, done, fucking whatever. The Feast of Weeks. Um, and we talked about this before, obviously, because fucking, yeah. you know, but... At, at much more length. But, this, again, this is very cliff notesy. Uh, if you're wondering what the Feast of Weeks is, it's just some pagan harvest feast bullshit. Yeah, but it's, it's like two months after the harvest, but yeah. Yeah. You shall count seven weeks for yourself. Begin to count the seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the grain. So it is... Just a pagan harvest feast. You wait. You, you, Maybe you, you harvest some grain. You count basically seven weeks later, and you have a big ass feast. Wow. I mean, where I'm from, putting the sickle to the grain means something else. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't. Nor do I want to. <laughs> oh no! It means fighting to- fighting toddlers with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So. Um, so you shall keep the Feast of Weeks. I got almost no notes for this. Who the fuck cares? It's uh, the same. God it's really the same cares, stuff. You know? If you want to know about this, go back to Exodus. We talked about it then. Uh, I think the the episode's called something about festivals. Go listen to it. I don't give a shit. And then we have uh, the Festival of Tabernacles. Um, again, seven days of partying, basically. You, you, basically. you honor God. You give him all the shit you got. You give him a bunch of stuff. Although, really, you're not giving it to him. You're just eating it in front of him. It's a whole weird fetish thing. Oh, God likes to watch us eat, clearly. And then moving on from that dumb shit, uh, justice must be administered. This is uh, Deuteronomy 16, like 18. Uh, reiterating that you have to appoint judges and officers in your gates. Um, you got to, you know, no bribes. You got to, the poor and the rich alike have to be served justice. Uh, 
Just like in America Just today. like in America today, of course. <laughs> and um, that's basically it. There's some fun things into well, it. Um, I like the last two verses. You left that out. Uh, you and sh- then, f- go ahead. Oddly, for the third time in Deuteronomy, and, and it didn't happen before Deuteronomy really at all, almost. Yeah. But we bring back up the Ajara poles, the groves. Right. This like weird goddess thing that we keep mentioning, which is not in Numbers. It's not in Leviticus. She's mentioned once in Exodus, but it's kind of a weird obsession that she's. This is the third time. Yeah, for some reason, Deuteronomy up. keeps bringing up this uh, deity that is never mentioned prior. But um, even in my book, you shall not plant for yourself any tree as a wooden image near the altar which you build for yourself, the Lord your God. Just a weird dig at trees. Yeah, but it's it's referring to this wor- goddess wor- goddess worship. So I think we just have like a flaming misogynist is writing this part <laughs> of the Bible. I don't doubt it. Um, probably, <laughs> yeah. It, it might still be Moses. He's just done now that now that he ain't getting none anymore. He's just done with it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's become like a late life incel. <laughs> yeah, like now that his dick don't work, he's he's resorted to Wait. this general misogyny. Yeah, yeah. That actually that adds up. Like, okay. like any so southern did you have anything else? Did you have anything in 16? <laughs> uh, well, I guess 16. I do like that the Feast of Tabernacles is based off when they finish their winemaking. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's just fun. That's, you know. Like, I, I like Feast actually, of Weeks, okay. Feast of the Tabernacle, now we're fucking talking. Like, it's, yeah, it's like beer fest. Yeah, beer fest. Um and then we get to Deuteronomy 17. Uh, we've seen this shit before. It's all about when to sacrifice and what to sacrifice. No fucked up bulls and shit. Yeah, so basically don't, if, if there's any defect, don't sacrifice it to God because that is basically spitting in his face. And then it, the Bible kindly reminds us uh, that if anyone you love or know is in any way violation of this covenant, you are to murder them. Uh, in what I would consider to be cold blood. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty fun. Uh, So it starts with seven. It's literally one verse in 17. By the way, don't sacrifice any bullshit. Like, it it has to be a bull or a sheep free of blemish or defect. One verse to that. Okay. And then 17.2. If there is found among you with any of your gates, which the Lord gives you, a man or woman who has been wicked in the sight of the Lord, your God in transgressing his covenant... um, and who's like worshiping another god or worshiping the sun or the moon or any dumb shit we already told you about. All right, I'm going to ask, is Moses drunk? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Is this him like just drunk rambling? Yeah, he's like, ah, to, like, by the way, if you see a person we don't like, like, didn't we just talk about this three chapters ago? Like, yeah, but I really, yeah. uh, fucking. Not even three, like uh, maybe three at most. But that was just uh, just in the news. You shall bring mm-hmm. out to your gates. Uh, you shall, first of all, if you think someone's like a sinner, then you shall inquire diligently, which is great. A little, two, little bit of mob justice. People, yeah. If two people say they're a sinner, two to three. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing it's like two if you're poor, three if you're rich. <laughs> let's, be, <laughs> let's be honest here. Uh, yeah, but you have to have at least two to three witnesses. And if the witnesses are like, yeah, he uh, he was definitely walking around on the Sabbath day. Boom, boom. murder. Uh, bring him outside the camp and stone them to death. Uh, the ha- quick quick side note: Whoever is the witness has to throw the rock, the first rock. Yeah, just fun. I mean, I like I like vigilante justice as much as the next guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If imagine, I would always be signing up to uh, be a witness in trials if uh, I get to kill somebody for it. Something I love that is fucking quaint is um, uh, seventeen eight. If a matter arises which is too hard for you to judge. Between degrees of guilt for bloodshed, one judgment or another, between, you know, like, if, if, if the people whose job it is to judge others and decide the laws are like, this is too tough, who do we go to? Um, take it to the Levites, the priests, and they'll just decide for you, you know? Yeah, with, I'm assuming, far less information. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, it just seems like such a, I don't know, it, I get this it. Is the- it seems, but just to me, it seems like quite an absurd, like, um... I feel like that's something that still happens today, though. You're like, oh yeah, this is this is. There's so much logic, and we'd have to figure that out. But let's just see what the priest has to say, and he probably wants you to take off your clothes. They're really putting the arbitrary in arbitration here, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then just to cap it off, if you do not obey, you'll die, which is again, yeah. great. Also, 
specifically, uh, they reference what is now known as contempt of court. So if anyone that shows contempt for the judge is to be stoned <laughs> instantly. Yeah, if 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 you go to your ju- if you go to the judge and you're like, hey, that guy fucking uh, let his oxen walk astray, and one of them broke its ankle, and there was a pot- a pothole that I told him about a week ago, and you're like, oh yeah, well I, I sent you to like, I don't know, fifty shekels, and he's just like, I'm not doing that shit. They're like, well then it's death. I think. <laughs> <laughs> then you're dying right now. I, I think you'll die, uh, which yeah. is cool. This is some real. Bootlicker bullshit. It doesn't seem like the concept of prisons has been invented yet, so it's kind of all or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Very fascist. And now, uh, Deuteronomy 17.14 is a fun one. Do you have anything on this? Well, yeah, I I do. So, uh, the gist of it is that it's God laying out through Moses the rules for kings of Israel, which we're not going to see, spoiler alert, for a while. We got a few more books right. before we meet our first um, king. Seventeen fourteen. When you, uh, th- this is why I think it's so interesting. When you come to the land which the Lord your God is giving you, and possess it and dwell in it, and say, "I will set a king over me, like all the nations that are around me," um, and basically it says like you're going to give yourself a king, but it's going to be a king that God chooses from your brethren. And uh, yeah, real original, yeah, a great. divine king. Oh wow. wow, no one ever thought of that. Oh, a, a god king, huh? But the thing that's interesting is that. <sighs> It basically is slanting it like the only reason why you guys even are wanting a king is to just fit in like a bunch of losers. Like, And that totally is how it's going to play out. Yeah, like, oh, Assyria has a king. We should get a king too, you guys. I don't think we're cool. Like, we're not getting invited to any parties. I think if we had a king. Well, I think it's like so how uh, if, you're, if you're on a sports team, you want a mascot. That's what a king is. <laughs> right? You want, like, the guy who's, like, your champion. So to speak. Yeah, I guess I don't know. So, so it's partly that it's part. So basically, I think Deuteronomy seventeen fourteen and uh, well, I guess the rest of these verses is basically say like, okay, I know you guys are going to want to put like a king, but let's be clear, kings are less than God, and here's the rules that I put on you. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, yeah, and it's kind of funny because God does not tend to bend over backwards for these people. Mm. So it's weird that he's already – this is the one example of him anticipating their needs. <laughs> right? like, normally he's like, oh, oh, you're thirsty? Oh, let me drown you in blood. How about that? Um, Are you thirsty still? So, so but th- for this, which is not really a on Maslow's hierarchy, right? You don't need a king. Um, you already have already a leaders. Joshua there's character. Judges. And, yeah, you already have yeah. judges and you already have priests. There's so. prophets. There's priests. You don't need a king. We already have a communist reason. super society. We don't need a... <laughs> but regardless, God is like, yeah, I know you're going to want this eventually. Unlike water, this is important to me. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure that I have a plan in place. Yeah. Um, but here's what's funny is that he then says, and again, I don't want to get too spoiler spoilery, but we'll, come, we'll revisit this later, this little uh, chapter, because I think there's going to be a lot of... Uh, there's a couple of warnings but, to kings. Yeah. So he says, first off, make sure that they don't got a bunch of horses. And then oddly specific says, uh, don't go back to Egypt to get horses. I guess they're known for their horses. <laughs> uh, he says he can't have many wives. Okay. We're going to have a problem there. And then he says, uh, the king must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold. Quick fun fact. Okay. I'm sure everyone here has heard of Solomon. We're going to cover him in depth later on in Samuel and Kings. Right. But Solomon is quite well known for, A, being like the greatest Israelite leader ever. He's wise. He's perfect. He's like Joseph in a lot of ways. We've all heard about the half baby. Also famously held what is estimated in today's dollars to be about 2.2 trillion bucks. <laughs> worth. So, you know, if you consider that to be accumulating gold and silver... I guess he might have. But how many horses did he have? <laughs> as long as he did, but have too many I, of those. I think to sum it up um, is that uh, you know you can have kings, but they're not supposed to like accrue wealth, accrue wives, and don't go back to Egypt. That's kind of your three, your three biggins. And also, they got to worship God with all their heart. You know, you can't just be you know taking again Scrooge McDuck baths and gold coins. You gotta. Yeah, it's like saying, yeah, you can have a Xbox, but I'm not giving you a TV to play it on. Like, what good is this? What's the point of being king if I can't even have a bunch of wives and horses and gold to God. throw at people or oh, whatever? Oh, man, it's just basically, you're like, am I basically just a bureaucrat? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're essentially an assistant principal. Like, oh, fuck. 
it's kind of like how, but it, right. So communist USSR mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Stalin mm-hmm. was, you know, everyone's equal. Uh, Stalin was equal. I'm not that familiar. I feel like. Well, that's the idea. <laughs> I only know about all the it's deaths. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think that we're going to probably head in that direction with these, uh, you know, utopian Israelite kings as well. It'll be fun. We'll get there. It'll be a great story time. It'll be far more interesting than this repetitive uh, bullshit. Something else so. interesting. Um, Deuteronomy seventeen eighteen again uh, laws for kings. Also, it shall be when he sits on the throne of his kingdom that he shall write for himself a copy of this law in a book from the one before the priests, the Levites, and it shall be with him and he shall read it all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord, his God, and be careful to observe all the words of this law and these statutes. So it's kind of like, and by the way, if you have a king, he's going to have to write a Bible and read it all the fucking time. Yeah, it's like how President Trump carries around the Constitution and Bill of Rights and is so respectful of the press for that very reason. (laughs) Exactly. And part of the reason is, again, is that his heart may not be lifted above his brethren, that he may not turn aside from the commandments and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's it's kind of a cool concept, if nothing else. It is. I just, yeah. I mean, basically, yeah, okay, if you guys want to have a king, if you want to have somebody who has some sort of... uh, ultimate authority and the ability to like cut your fucking heads off and shit uh i'm okay with that but you gotta make sure he's a good christian boy or whatever Jew, a good jew yeah they weren't too big into christianity just yet. yeah by then yeah uh so is that it for 17 yeah anything else um something else in uh i don't know where this is my, my concordance is mentioning something is that part of the reason against multiple wives is that having wives was often a uh, form of forming alliances between other nations. So a king having a lot of wives enables them to mix with other nations. Sure, and and they'd be beholden to other leaders, potentially. And probably harlots. You know, probably. If if, if you're like, oh, we should form an alliance with Babylonian, well, give me a couple of Babylonian wives, and they're like, we should worship Asherah. And you're like, oh, take off your fucking clothes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So it again, just women are just uh, dangerous, dangerous. All around, yeah, I'd agree to that. Uh, and that's basically it for seventeen. Uh, dude, eighteen. Yeah. I love calling so it Deuteronomy eighteen. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, Deuteronomy <laughs> eighteen. You can't call it dude until you've read the whole thing. Honestly, <laughs> all right. Um, We're not close yet. So Deuteronomy eighteen is all about the priests. It's, again, it's a recap, right, as you could probably expect. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about how the priests and the Levites are not allowed to inherit like everyone else does. So they are going to basically live off the state. They're going to live off of the tithes of all the regular folk. So everyone's giving 10%, uh, what, every three years, 10% of all their stuff. That's what's going to cover the Levites, um, which – Honestly, sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah. All they have to do is, like, sentence people to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so the whole point is, like, okay, you Israelites, you're going to be separated and distinct from your from the other nations. But even amongst that, the Levites will be separate and distinct from you guys. It's kind of a, yeah, even more a pyramid scheme. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the most murderous uh, we, We've scheme. talked about this. Who the fuck cares? Uh, 18.9... Are we are, are we fair to say who the fuck cares? We've talked about this, right? Like, is Deuteronomy yeah, just have. shit? Okay, I, I want to because that's how I feel about it. The the our true fans are going to be the ones that make it through these ads. <laughs> like, it's going to get it's going to get fun again soon, and we're going to get a bunch of bandwagoners. But if you're listening right now, you're the truth. All yeah, right, is, you're with you're, us. You're, 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 welcome to the Bible. Um, <laughs> Eighteen nine is uh, basically just say, "Hey, monkey see, monkey don't." Uh, Basically reiterating that you're about to go into some shithole fucking countries and uh, do not follow the abominations of those nations. Um, Go ahead. I think uh, we were talking about uh, Christian boycotts. These verses right here are where the whole Harry Potter boycott stems from, I'm sure. uh, Again, there shall not be... Uh, found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft or soothsayer, or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer, or conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. 
Yep. Or anyone who is an owner of a magical leprechaun flute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, for these nations which you... I really like it. I just want to read it all. But, uh, for these nations which you will dispossess, listen to soothsayers and diviners, but as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. Uh, which is fun. Just great. Um, well, let me say, I, I see a lot of this as... A lot of this stuff is very um, very intense, very stern, right? Uh-huh. A lot of these rules. Uh-huh. This one... I. I saw a Wiccan circle once when I was in DC. Okay, and honestly, I was like, I was like, yeah, we could light these guys. Up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got a fun concordance for these ones. Um, so basically, it's like uh, the verses. These verses are supposed to basically indicate that you are not to try to discern God's will. So anyone that's like, I'm looking for a sign from God, and I could, I could just feel God speaking to me. Blah blah. blah. You're full of shit. Ooh. That's not at all how God operates. God does not speak to you. He does not pretend to soothsay. That's not how he fucking operates. He just does not work that way, you know? Back in the day, that things change when the Holy Spirit comes well, in. Well, fuck that guy. We'll, but anyway. We'll get, we'll get to that in the later. Uh, but at least it's, according to the Jews, they're just like, yeah, if, if someone's saying, hey, I have a message from God for you, rocks. Hit him with a rock. Yeah. Um, God told me God told me to jerk off on all your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um the other thing that I really like, and this is a, a this is a fantastic stretch for my Bible, but talking about child sacrifice again, that was for Moloch, right? Yeah, but they don't. So there's they not don't even identified a, in this chapter, but yeah, yeah. And talking about passing your kids through the fire, that's not necessarily um, anything to do. But with this them. is great. Um, the sacrificing of children, such as to Moloch from Leviticus, was particularly yeah. detestable to the Lord. Perhaps. Equally detestable to him is the modern practice of abortion. Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. Uh, uh, fuck. Sacrificing children on the altar of convenience, materialism, and self indulgence. Uh, which is great. Uh, you know, like that little 14 year old that's been raped by her father and she's trying to get an abortion. Just, just self indulgent. Uh, just self-indulgent bitch. Just look at these lazy millennials and their fucking conveniences. Oh, I gotta have my fucking smartphone and my abortions. Ugh. The altar. Fuck of boomers. <laughs> fuck the fuck the boomer who wrote your concordance. Oh god, yeah. Obviously, uh, the fires of Moloch are akin to scraping some cells off your womb. But yeah, by all means, fuck yeah, yeah. these same exact idiots. And the hilarious part is that, from a academic standpoint, an academic standpoint, there is. Absolutely no understanding of what they're talking about when they say pass through the fire. My Bible, which is the more modern one, says literally sacrifice their son or daughter in the fire. Totally not what the Bible says yeah. if you look at the Hebrew. Um, it's it's bullshit that they're trying to play it this but, way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, that 12-year-old who's been uh, who has to have an abortion because she was raped by a teacher. That materialistic whore. All she wants is uh, convenience. Ugh. Ugh. Now I just want to go on a rant about the uh, the the people who are grown ass adults that are like children of rape or incest, and they're like, "I'm glad I didn't get aborted." Oh. Shut the fuck yeah. up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> God, I I hate those the most. Those are the worst. I love it. It's like a, it's like I a, wish you weren't born. I, I saw one where it was like a like a, a mom and her son. They're like posing like like cool kids, and they're like. My son's a child of rape, and I'm glad to have him. And he's like, "Yeah, and me." <laughs> like I'm the Oh, she only oh. he only she only got raped at knife point in a parking lot, and then me showed up. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> oh no! Oh man! God, that makes me so uncomfortable. Uh, I loved. Oof. I wish I. I didn't think we were going to talk about this, but now I wish I could remember what yeah, that fucking Tim Tebow ad was when he uh, when he graduated UF. And he did, like, some weird anti-abortion ad where he tackles his mom and is like, I'm glad I wasn't aborted. Was that a threat? Because you, <laughs> you didn't make it in the NFL, so, I mean, honestly. I'm glad hey, I wasn't yeah. aborted so I could, like, judge uh, talent contests. Where the fuck is he doing? <laughs> I hate <Thank> God. <sighs> Jesus. Okay. Sorry. So, abortion so we over. love abortion. We love abortion on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We'll pay. Hey. 
ladies, we'll pay for your abortion. We, we love should start a it. Patreon for yeah, that. We should. Fucking I'll do it. Okay. I think they're free. Anyways, um, profits. So continuing chapter 18. We just talked about bad profits. Now let's talk about good It profits. is weird that it tacks it on right there. Like, okay, by the way, anyone who conjures spells or attempts to speak to the dead or mediums or any of that, fuck those guys. We hate them. Part of the reason why we're even bringing on this genocide, this wave of destruction across the Middle East, is because we hate soothsayers. Um, yeah. And then Deuteronomy 15, uh, 18.15 uh Basically, is God saying, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren, him you shall hear. So Moses is predicting another prophet. Moses to electric vocally. <laughs> uh, and I like it. Um, so, so, so the reasoning is, uh, and he's going to explain it. He, he calls back to Horeb where all the people are terrified of God's voice. Uh, but yeah. God is so terrible and so awful to be around that he will have to send a messenger to speak to you. Uh, and yeah. it's just something he does. From time to time, when he has to speak to the people, he will raise a prophet and send them in. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm picturing now, like, a beautiful mind. Like, maybe that dude was a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> um, With Jeffrey Chaucer in his head. Yeah. Um, it, feels, it feels weird that, yeah, that God is all-powerful, but can't talk to his people without being a fucking nightmare. I, I Some Cthulhu it. shit, yeah. Um, yeah. So only the, only one person, you're going to be a special kind of person if you're able to, like, handle God. So, um, yeah. What, what's fun about all this is he's basically saying, like, 18 covers, okay, there will be false prophets, and then there will be true prophets. And I think for the first time ever, it kind of identifies, well, what defines an actual prophet and it's a little bit of a uh, – I wish I'd looked it up because we talked about prophets before. And it, oh, I've got and it kind of contradicts it in this one. Yeah, but I've got you. Um, let me just finish this bit here. So if a prophet comes to you and is like, I can predict the future and here are some miracles and he turns, I don't know, water to wine or some shit, does some magic tricks. And um, he's like, I speak for God. Then the way we test them um, – is that if he predicts the future and it well, doesn't come to pass, then he's a fake. Yeah, backtrack a little bit. So first it says in, uh, in verse 20, it says, all right, if a prophet comes to you but is not of God, put him to death. Yeah. Right? And then he says. It doesn't tell you how. But <laughs> so I'm like, wait, how? But then the next verse, it says, all right, here's how you check. Make them tell you a prophecy, and if it comes true, then you know they're of God. However, in chapter 13, literally five chapters back uh it says god is going to send prophets to you that you will need to put to death even though they tell you things that come true (laughs) yeah it's it's, uh yeah i was gonna say yeah you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer or dreams for the lord your god is testing you to know whether you love your life so honestly you're playing with fire prophets um look it's been five chapters we're putting that yeah okay Change of plans. Prophets are cool. Because uh, 13 specifically, if a prophet comes out and gives you a sign or wonder and predicts it, and it comes to pass, you can still put him to death. So I don't yeah. fucking get it. Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess this gives the people kind of an, a chance to be populists. Like, right? Yeah. If we like the prophet and he says stuff that comes true, he's in. If we don't like him and he tells stuff that comes true, we refer to chapter 13 and kill it. <laughs> and then, I mean, what about Balaam? Because Balaam right? is a textbook prophet. Here's the word of God, and, makes and predictions, put to death. they put him to death too. <laughs> like, okay, I, I guess. You guys like to kill people. Um, yeah, being a prophet is just dangerous. It's like, uh, it's the worst job. It's like being a, 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 a lumberjack, you know? Uh, like, people need you. They need us. They need lumberjacks to cut down wood so we can build houses, but you're probably going to die. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the perfect comparison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a dangerous job, okay? Yeah. Just like being a prophet. But um, have you ever... And, the, and if you think about it, they speak for the trees. Have you ever... So you're telling me that this changes later in the Bible? What What changes? Uh, the idea of like yeah, prophecies the, and people being able to like see what God's will is and shit? Well, in the New Testament... Uh, Jesus opens Pandora's box and the Holy Spirit really escapes from it or something. Okay. I'm, getting, All right. I'm getting my mythology mixed. No, 
honestly, in the New Testament, there's this concept of the Holy Spirit that's introduced, and you see the whole the Holy Spirit filling people, uh, and like uh, and like Jesus' disciples speaking in tongues, oh. so that they they speak to a crowd of people from all different uh, languages and regions, mm-hmm. and everyone can hear their own uh, language through these prophets because they, basically. God is able to go out and use the Holy Spirit. But we've influence. seen that before. Um, there was that. Yeah, but it's it it becomes more common, and it becomes you'll see. I mean, let's not because there was there was like, when the Kohath rebelled, and God forcibly made them speak in prophecy for one time. They got like a one time deal. I think it was Kohath. Remember that ship? Yeah, like they were yeah, filled yeah, yeah. with I God do. filled them with the Spirit, and they spoke in prophecy. So I guess I guess there's some other. I mean, it's a mixed bag. It's probably bullshit, but who it's knows? it's going to be a much kinder, gentler God uh, at this in the New Testament, okay. who is also like, yeah, have the Holy Spirit, and like, if you get into an argument about what the Bible means, and there's a fractured church, then the Holy Spirit should smooth things over, and that's why there's only one unified church now uh, in the world. Uh, something. That, have you ever dealt with anyone who thought they could speak in prophecy, or like, hell yes, that's a weird thing, um, dude. Oh, kind of short story let's do time. It. Because let's do it. So whenever I was in Juneau, I went to a church there uh, for a while. Um, and I became pretty involved, actually. And I was kind of like, I was a single dude. So, yeah, let's face it. Part of why I was there was like, you know, pick up see what's up. Yeah, yeah. That's why most single men are in church. Um, so I'm there. And I became, there was like a singles ministry. They were trying to get going because there wasn't a lot of that. There wasn't a lot of like guys and girls my age, young, young adults in the yeah. church. And so I was kind of like put into a leadership-ish position. Right. And so they invited me to the, like, behind-the-curtain service. The real service, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, like, at night, and it was a smaller <laughs> gathering in their little auditorium, and shit got wild, dude. Yeah? I never went back. I never went back. I was scared. Like, what, what do you mean you got wild? I'm assuming it's, like, like the, Rosemary's Baby. The, there's just a bunch of naked people and, like, a big stone tablet and a, and a demon raping close. a chick. Okay. Close, close, close. No. So the pastor's, like, putting his hand on people and being, like, come out of you, this sickness, and, like... <laughs> It was, woo! You're like, I've seen enough. Yeah. I've never, I've never witnessed anything like that. I never got too deep in any church for them to like, you know, I I never went to like, uh, what what were those Scientology levels? Like level three or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like when you start to get in the church deep enough, they're like, okay, you seem trustworthy. And they start, they upgrade your, (laughs) they upgrade your security clearance. And like, okay, we, you're going to be able to see the the crazy shit. Um, You got to be real thirsty to get into that on accident. It's one of those things that's (laughs) weird to me is that, um. People that think they can see prophecies or some shit like that. Like, I, I worked with a guy when I was an EMT who um, was homeschooled Christian weirdo. And his weird fucking church that he, like, uh, was fully ingrained into, they believed that shit. And he's like, yeah, someone came up to me today and said, I had a prophetic dream about you. And so I'm keeping an eye out this week. I was like, the fuck are you doing with your life? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I have dreams about shit all the time. The idea that you're ascribing some fucking... Uh, the, 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 Did he share this with you? Yeah, he told it with me. I mean, he was a fucking dumbass. He would tell me these things all the time, but then I'd immediately... Well, I was going to say, immediately like... betray his trust, it's, but... Uh, it's... <laughs> can we get his social... Can we put his social on the in the podcast description? <laughs> you know... No, I mean... You gotta. It's one thing to go up to someone and say that. It's a whole other thing to go up to you yeah, and say like, that. Hey, like, man, I had a prophetic dream. I'm just like, uh, you're a fucking dumbass. <laughs> like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> I'm going to see if I can make you cry today because I'm, I'm, I'm... Oh, man. Um, good, I good, actually... Good. Well, that's that's a whole fucking tangent. But yeah, I had an uber-Christian partner, which was a bad fucking mix for me because he was homeschooled and he was like a 24-year-old virgin and... He had dated this girl who was a born again, and he just could not handle it. Like he was like, "Well, we dated for three months, so now we're getting married." I was like, "Of course, of course. Why wouldn't you?" <laughs> but I'm really struggling with the fact that she's had sex with two people, and I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Yeah." Apparently, she had a long term boyfriend in high school, and they had sex. And she had a long term boyfriend in college. I was like, "Seems pretty normal." He's like, "And I just we'll talk about it." I'm like, "How could you be such a whore?" And how could you? I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's great." Um, I mean, I have a close friend who uh, said that he wouldn't marry a girl unless she was a virgin. <laughs> like, you bitch, because he would just, he's like, I would just be too, I would think about it. I'm like, wow. Again, that's uh, insecure really man. gross. Insecure man. <laughs> you know? But um, uh, it was just one of those things. But yeah, he would tell me, be like, yes, uh, some, some eight-year-old came to me and told me that she had a prophetic dream. And then he would come to me and be like, Cole, I want you to know. 
I had a prophetic dream about you. I was like, yeah, I had a dream you were uh, sucking cock in hell. Keep an eye out. Don't do that. We're just ascribing any level of authority to bullshit? Okay, yeah, why not? You know? Keep an eye out for werewolves. Well, uh, what, what, there's, what a, we there's our... <laughs> All right, that's that's it for IRL prophecy. Hour. Let's, uh, let's, just, let's go into chapter nineteen. <laughs> yeah, uh, fucking. So keep an eye out for prophets, people. Uh, chapter nineteen, three cities of refuge. We, we've talked. Yeah, about so we already know about this. We we talked in length about the. In fact, this is an even sh- again a Cliff Notes version of the earlier talk. Well, of cities of I refuge. definitely like nineteen one. Um, Go ahead, read it out loud. <laughs> when the Lord your God has cut off the nations whose land the Lord your God has given you, and you dispossess them and dwell in their cities and in their houses, uh, you shall make three cities of refuge. I just, I just love that this is a band of pirate squatters who are just moving across the village, <laughs> and they just kick a door down, they kill the family inside, be like, this is ours now. That couch, uh, we just rub off all the blood from the kids, and uh, that's our couch yeah. now. That's our fucking couch. And we should probably figure out a place to put murderers. <laughs> like we were, well, this is the Stone Age. Yeah. This is the Stone Age. So couches, you could just spray them down. Yeah, you just spray them down. It's all, yeah, it's all stones. I've, you just, just get I've the, seen the Flintstones. Get the, get the pressure washer and get all that kid bloods and brains off the fucking stone sofa. And then you're good to go. Um, but, yeah, so these pirate squatters are moving across. Uh, killing and plundering, but we need a specific system of cities for people who kill on accident. Hell yeah. Uh, a place where any manslayer may flee there. Uh, what, did you have anything else for this? There's My, some fun examples yeah, and stuff. I do. So yeah, God, uh, Moses lays out an example. He says, for instance, if a man uh, goes into the forest with his neighbor just to cut wood, harmless, yeah. and it's, you know, you're, you're swinging your axe, oops, and the head flies off, and oops, it hits your neighbor and kills oops. them. Yeah, this is basically OJ's. If I did, it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'd be like wondering about Moses at this point. Like, let's say it's such a weird specific story. Like he's like, let's say okay, let's say like uh, for instance, you left your hedge clippers uh, in the driveway, and your uh, wife comes home drunk because she's a whore and she falls on them. That's why we I'm have surprised. these rules, you guys. Like, did that? Is that what happened to Moses' wife? <laughs> we know what happened to Aaron now, I think, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you actually We went up the mountain and God took him, right? Uh, okay. But it also Sorry. introduces a character we've seen before, but at least the name is... Uh, Lest the avenger of blood, while his anger is hot, pursue the manslayer and overtake him, because the way is long and kill him. Uh, you know, so basically it's like, okay, so now there's a quote, you unquote, gotta let him go. There's a quote unquote Avenger of blood, which is cool. Who's like looking for yeah. this guy. Now you got to be able to go to like a, a sanctuary city where you can stay safe from this guy. Um, it specifically says yeah. that cold blooded murder doesn't count. Blah, blah, blah. <sighs> if it's hot, if it was a real murder, then, uh, Whenever they get to the sanctuary city, the judges will be like, "Yep, real murderer, kill him," and you're not safe in the city. So it's only for these guys with the uh, flying axe head. It's got to be a weird that, uh, accident. Yeah. You throw a cinder block yeah. off an overpass, you know. Oops. And then God also goes on to kind of uh, specifically state that, "Hey, once I let you take over more land, if you're a good good city, if you're a good uh, country, yeah. I mean, then make sure you establish more cities. You know, you got to have them spread out evenly so that people people got to be able to escape to it. Yeah." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you, uh, yeah, that's about it for that part. Your eye shall witnesses. not pity him, but you shall put away the guilt of innocent blood from Israel, that it may go well with you. So basically, if they ca- if you're like, oh, hey, this guy is a cold-blooded murderer, then the avenger of blood is sort of the first to fucking beat him to death, and then everything's good. Yeah, they give, the court literally delivers you. They don't have a hangman. <laughs> you have to kill. Like, if, if someone killed my wife... And they caught the murderer, and he was found guilty. They would give him to my house, all tied up with a little bow on, yeah. him, and I would get to fucking I don't know, do whatever. <laughs> He's there It'd with a, you're there with a mysterious axe, but uh, <laughs> but so cool. So uh, then it talks about witnesses. Uh, we go a little bit deeper into the witness. There's um, a little bit about not removing landmarks that designate property boundaries. Yeah, I was. Skip I that don't shit, care. Yeah. I don't know why that's in the middle. <laughs> yeah, just in the middle of so right between Moses. the refuge for manslayers. And the laws concerning witnesses, there's one little blurb about, oh, by the way, uh, f- uh, good fences make good neighbors. Okay. 
And then moving on to how, uh, you know, uh, CSI level dictation over how to handle witnesses. Again, two or three witnesses for it to be, uh, for someone to be found guilty. You can't just have a he said, she said thing. Right. Um, the priests and the judges listen in, they hear the testimony, and then it says you must purge the evil among you. So if you got the witnesses and someone's found guilty, it's an eye for an eye, life for a life, tooth for a tooth, hand for a hand, foot for a foot, chop it off. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, a nice little fun bit is that it also uh, attests to a false witness. So if someone comes out there and, uh, I, I mean, it's one of the commandments, thou shall not bear false testimony against thy neighbor and shit. But if yeah, a false on. witness is like, by the way, I saw that guy uh, at a party and he was just raping like it was going out of style. And then you find out that he wasn't even at the Because it had it, yeah. 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 I'll add it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely in style. It's definitely uh, of the times. Uh, if you find that you have a false witness, the crime, the punishment for the crime they accused them of, they must now suffer. So if you're like, hey, I saw that guy working on the Sabbath. And you're like, you saw that guy working on the Sabbath? Uh, he doesn't even work on the non-Sabbath. He's, uh, you know, dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a fucking corpse that you've been pointing at. You're like, yeah, but he was bobbing his head fast. Yeah, some weekend at Birdie <laughs> shit tricked you. But um, <laughs> you got to get put down. So they would take the false witness and... Like a rabid dog. Beat her, beat her to death with a stick. Uh, I also like that it's eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, all that. Because let's say that we get in a tussle and you bite off my thumb because you're a fucking madman. do that. And then I have to bite off your thumb. <laughs> I would not want it. I would love it. I'd be like, I'm like, look at baby being fed vegetables. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like they're just like, hold out your hand. I'm like, come on, man. And you're just like, I mean, I imagine it'd be almost erotic. Me just gently rubbing your lips with my thumb and sticking it like a bite off my fucking It turns off that your fetish is being devoured alive. So it's like this whole, got me. Oh, man. Man, You can game the system if you know how. (laughs) If you know what you're into. Uh, find it away. Uh, <laughs> uh, bam. Is that, pl- is that plenty of Bible for today? Yeah. I feel like it's it just is. two guys that, like, I, I, you know, that guy sodomized this guy. Well, now you got to sodomize him, and back and forth it goes. <laughs> a hole for a hole. <laughs> the first two boyfriends, they found a way to game the system. Uh, no. I would love it. Well, I, I don't know. I I'm that's... just fantasizing about that story now. I just find that a great. Shit. Now we. Now we got another question to ask the old Pope. <laughs> yeah. Like, if one gay guy uh, has sex with another gay guy, and they're like, you know, that sodomy is a is a sin, right? Like, now he's done to you, eye for an eye. You got to fuck him now. He's like, oh no. He's like, those two guys, they just they just keep breaking ah, the law. Yeah, I mean, I can't even tell who which ones wish. You know, back and forth these two, yeah. always always assaulting one another's buttholes. Well, what a note to end <laughs> episode on. But Jesus, uh, cool. you know. Eye for an eye, but uh, so great. <laughs> that's uh, that's five chapters down. Chapter nineteen, we just wrapped up. One winking um, eye for one winking eye. Okay, yeah, we get it. Thanks <laughs> again. It's you're approaching a weird. <laughs> you're a little, you're a little too excited about this. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. So that's uh, Deuteronomy nineteen. That's as far as we'll get. Oh <laughs> uh, man. So again, just a. An episode completely full of recap bullshit. Uh, There was a couple new things we obviously got to touch on, but for the most part, this is how Deuteronomy is going to be. I think we'll probably finish it, though, in like another three eps, two or three eps. I think next episode is going to be fucking metal. Yeah, next episode will be actually really good. It's going to be new content. And we're getting into some... And then we'll probably have one after that. shit, too. I'm just reading ahead a little bit. Yeah. So, anyways, (sighs) that's that's how it's going to go. Anything, uh... I don't have anything. This anything is, this is, really uh... I'm glad we exist. Because yeah, I yeah. would never... I'm, Every, I'm glad this exists, because I would never read this shit if you didn't... If you weren't making me. No. no. And honestly, we shouldn't even be reading no it. No one should. This is bad for art. <laughs> I like... I like... Sometimes I like it. I like that there's these weird specifics. Like, when I think of... When I think of the Bible, I think of, like, what I know of it from others. I think of parable, you know? I think sure. that it's like, and then the guy with the fishes and walking on water, and he got eaten by a whale, and it's all these stories that kind of have some deeper meaning, but sometimes it's yeah. fun to just be like, okay, well, this is what you do if your fence post has been knocked over by an ox, and like, thanks, God, and, you know, not, that's hey, not, he's got his bases covered. That's nice in the mix, yeah. Yeah. 
but um, well, <clears throat> we're gonna keep doing it. As as bad of a taste as this all leaves in my mouth, <laughs> I'm gonna keep swallowing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Great. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else? What's our what? Twitter handle? <laughs> oh yeah, if you don't already follow us on Twitter, and let me say this, you probably don't, because we only have 21 followers, and that's. Like, I want to make fun of people on Twitter sometimes for not having a lot of followers, but then I realize that's a whole It is. I mean, it's our curse to bear, but I've noticed that sometimes you'll get into a fight. It's mainly you uh, get into a fight, and it's like some guy will be like, well, who even cares about you guys? You have no followers. And I'm like, ouch. Yeah, but that's unimportant. That's why I never call people out for it. (laughs) So, guys, if you're listening, please fucking download Twitter if you don't have it. If you don't have Twitter, go get it. You don't even have to tweet things, just like our tweets. Then we'll look cool. We're, we're, I'll get around to this eventually. We're at Irrevelations. That's our podcast uh, Twitter handle. And if you want to email us, it's irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. We have literally, literally never received a fan email. So, do, you, uh, do you want one? What do you think it would even be? I don't I mean, know. We're at probably conjecture like, here. Probably Chris asking me to bring the fucking fantasy football trophy to his house. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Great. That's, that's a nice little uh, weird inside joke no one's going to get. But all right. Uh, if they're still listening to this point, they're in it for the buddy comedy. Um, what do you got for the people? <laughs> well, I just I just hope everyone had a good Pride Month. And I don't know. Do we? I do hope everyone had a good Pride Month. I'm liking Pride Month. What are, what are your feelings at Pride Month? Ended? It feels like kind of a, a minor thing, maybe. But I got to say, most of what I have seen from it, because of the people that we follow on Twitter, yeah. are... It's about half and half. We follow some like uh, progressive types, but a lot of conservative evangelicals. It's a lot of just like bashing Pride Month. Um, so I'm glad for that to stop. Uh, I <laughs> I'm, think I'm tired of that. I think Pride Month is an interesting month because all I've really see is I've seen the the pandering by the corporations, which is fine, and I'm 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 more about that than you know. Sure. I like I like how far we've progressed as a society. In its yeah. own way. I remember I remember when um Cheerios did a commercial about like uh this mom's like, Okay, go give your daddy some Cheerios and the it's a little white lady and her like a uh, white daughter and her daughter comes and gives Cheerios and it's a black dad. It was like, What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> People freaking out about it, you know. Just yeah. like it, it, to me, it was a nice little watershed moment that we can be more tolerant of certain things. Yeah, uh, or I like that Folgers commercial where uh, the brother and the sister fuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just it's, opening doors you know, for just, people you know, it's, with it's, other opinions. It's current year, but um, <laughs> but I. I it always weird to me that I, when people are like, "Oh, Pride Month," and uh, I know Norm Macdonald had a bit where he was talking about there's nothing more pathetic than people who feel the need to be proud about just a general aspect of who they are, you know. But with the with Pride Month and people's response to it, I kind of get it now. Like the idea that someone's getting all up in arms because any aspect of your Twitter feed is gay is fucking weird to me. Just let people live their fucking lives. Like, I'm, you know, you, I guess you shouldn't feel the need to be proud of who you fuck or whatever, but I kind of... I mean, we need it. But It it gives people the chance who are closeted or that feel like they're in... You know, yeah, they're in but danger. Under from this device. waterfall of people who want you to feel shame and hide yourself, I get it, I guess. I don't know. It, yeah, you got to have it. It's you weird the amount it. of people who are angry about Pride Month. I find that baffling. You know? I think until we have no people about Pride Month, we're going to need it. Yeah. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> but uh, so, so, in that regard, happy Pride Month, everybody. <laughs>